Hey everyone, welcome to Winning Wednesday. This is our weekly broadcast where we really just spend time coming together and focusing on one topic that we review the content with. And so this is the process by which we pass NCLEX. Hi everyone, if it's your first time joining, my name is Regina Callian and I am happy to be the number one NCLEX instructor on the planet here with you right now, helping you get your nursing license. That is the goal. If you have not signed up for my next gen NCLEX review, it's happening in just a few weeks. Remar Nurse University is coming and I cannot wait to show you guys what we will be doing. We have patient presentations, we have clinical simulations. It's going to be a great time. So if you have not signed up for Remar Nurse University, that's starting May 29th and you guys determined what time we were going to start. There was a controversy between where we're going to start at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. And so we allowed you guys to vote and the Remar nurses chose 8 p.m. So we will be starting Remar Nurse University 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But on tonight, we will be talking about systemic lupus erythematosus. So if you are in need of studying lupus, it's happening tonight for you guys. Hi, everybody. Come on in. It's lupus on Winning Wednesday tonight. All right. So lupus, when we talk about, and I'll just be referring to it as lupus from now on. So when uh, we talk about lupus, we know that this is what? Yes, if you're um, in California, it's going to be 6 p.m. PM for you, LaShawn. Lupus, huh? Oh, wait, wait, no, no. No, wait, if you're in California, it won't be six. It'll be five. It'll be three. It, it'll be five. It'll be five, not six, okay? But anyways, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you guys have to calculate your time zone, okay? Hayati is in the house. Who else do we have here on this winning Wednesday? Lupus is an autoimmune disorder. And so what happens when you have an autoimmune disorder, you have the body essentially attacking itself. You have these autoantibodies that attack themselves. So just thinking about that point I want you to begin to formulate the type of trouble that our patients are going to have when they have an autoimmune disorder, okay? Um, Philly's in the house. Guyana's in the house. The Philippines, it's good to see you as well. California here. Maryland. Maryland. I like to take time to spotlight where we have nurses all over joining us. It's, it means so much to me that we have an international community and a, and, and a local community, Kentucky, Orlando. I knew Florida was going to represent here on tonight. NYC, Brooklyn, Savannah, Georgia, Thailand. It's a pleasure. Um, Virginia, Maryland, Michigan, <laughs> Canada. Hey, uh, Marquita just graduated. Any new graduates here as well? I gotta say, oh, any new graduates here? Jamaica, St. Lucia, Cincinnati. Thank you guys. I, I am so happy that you are here with me tonight. I appreciate every single one of you. Every single one of you know 
that you literally made um, this broadcast tonight special just by showing up. So I appreciate it. All right. All right. I can help with all those things, but it's about getting back into the content. So let's do this. Cameroon, shout out to you. Thank you for being here. Georgia, Staten Island. You've been out of school 10 plus years. You can do this. 10 plus years. That doesn't scare me. I'm glad you're here. Congratulations, Johnetta, graduating in three months. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go. So we are talking again about lupus on tonight. And so the thing about lupus is that it is a chronic autoimmune disease that can affect almost any organ in the body because the body is attacking itself. So the presentation varies from just having skin issues to having joint pain to having life-threatening organ failure. Also, you're going to have immunological, uh, immunologic abnormalities as the prominent feature of systemic lupus erythematosus. And so that is what the things we'll be looking about, looking at. So right now, just based off of knowing what lupus is, you guys should be thinking about, okay, what lab values are going to be irregular? What are we going to see laboratory-wise? What kind of clinical symptoms is our patient with lupus going to present with? Just from knowing that definition of what lupus is, I'm thinking about what medications I can give. If my patient has inflammation, what kind of medications am I going to be giving? All right. This is how you pass NCLEX with content. All right. Let's explore this topic some more. Okay. So prominent features. Good job. Good job, everybody. Exactly. When you are inflamed, you're going to have these types of things. I love it. So prominent features or this is typically uh, happening to women in their childbearing years. They're going to have fatigue and fever, joint pain, myalgia. They'll have a malar rash. Malar rash is one of the prominent features. I have a picture here. This is that malar rash that is, or sometimes it's called, I think, a butterfly rash. Okay, you'll see that. Other symptoms that include organ involvement, autoimmune disease, and immuno immunologic abnormalities. Very good. Somebody mentioned this, Gayetta was a chew, the flare-up. So the flare is the progression of the disease. Uh, so if you have a flare, that means that your symptoms are spiking. They are tougher at this particular period. Then you can have periods of remission where you have lupus, but you don't have any signs or symptoms. And then you have low disease activity, which means that you have an absence of the flares without achieving full remission. So you're in a steady state of lupus. This condition is quite, quite painful to live with. It's a daily struggle. When you have it, you have good days and you have bad days with lupus. Some of you might know people in your lives, family members, women who you love who struggle with this condition. I know I do. What are the risk factors? Well, Genetics plays a role. Hormonal risk factors. So some women who are taking uh, hormonal replacement therapies, estrogen, 
even some birth control pills that those have hormones in them. They can bring about the symptoms of lupus, immune abnormalities, okay, uh, environmental factors, viruses can uh, also make you at risk of having an overactive immune response, which will have you create these autoimmune auto antibodies that will attack your own system. This is very interesting. And this is something to note. Patients with lupus should not be in the sunlight. UV rays can actually make lupus come about. Being in the sunlight can actually um, create flare ups for lupus patients. Did you know that? And so what happens is the sun, some people love, uh, say it's, it's healthy for us to be in the sun. That's true. It is healthy. The, the sunlight actually stimulates our immune system. All right. So in healthy individuals, it's great. It's like, okay, I'm out in the sun and I'm feeling good. And if I have a cold or an illness, my Caribbean people, what they tell me is if your baby is sick, <laughs> if your baby is sick and congested, I think I was in Puerto Rico. And a man said, just throw them in the ocean. I don't understand that one. Um, they say you put the baby in the ocean and maybe uh, the salt water or something. But anyways, being out in the sun is helpful to you. It stimulates your B cells to produce antibodies. And so the what happens is if you have lupus, because your immune system attacks itself, those UV rays are not going to be as helpful as you would like it to be. All right. Um, there are some drugs, um, hydralazine, procanamide, penicillamine. These all also can cause drug-induced lupus erythromosis. All right. Um, and so, yeah, if the slide, the slides are not blurry for me. I'm not sure uh, why you have um, blurriness on your end, but for me, they're not blurry. So just check again. All right. So that is one of several risk factors, several risk factors. How is it monitored? Well, there are several ways to monitor the uh, progression of the disease. You guys don't have to have these numbers memorized, please, but I want it to be thorough. We can look at the ANA the anti-native DNA. Remember, we're doing NCLEX questions after this. The rheumatoid factor, the anti-Smith antibodies. And you can see these kind of have the same kind of vibe where we're looking at the antibody productions. Rheumatoid, anybody that has rheumatoid arthritis, then you can um, expect to have some inflammation that is autoimmune related, okay? So think about lupus as inflammation. When your body has general inflammation, it is not, uh, it's a painful condition, okay? Lupus says uh, seawater helps. You put them in the ocean. The Philippines also, they teach that when you're not feeling well and you have, uh, I, I, and this is why I love our community because I learn from you guys and, and you guys learn from me. So yes, if your baby has a cold, you take them to the beach and the salt water will help to relieve the cold is they will cough up the cold and have a runny nose. Yeah, he just was like, throw him in the water. And my baby was like, uh, he, I don't know, he was like two years old. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about this. But uh, we did it anyway. I think it worked. So we are talking about how lupus is 
monitored. Okay, so you're getting good content right now. So our clinical manifestations of this, this is very important for NextGen NCLEX because all of these things have to make sense. So when you have a patient with lupus, we know we're going to see the malar rash. They're going to have inflammation, fatigue, right? We're going to have that. We also know the laboratory values are going to be elevated. The CBC is going to be ordered. What is a CBC? A CBC is a complete blood count, a complete blood count. And you're going to see leukopenia. Leukopenia is a common nursing term. You need to know what it is. I'm not going to tell you what it is. If you don't know what leukopenia is, please look it up. That's something that you're going to see in a patient with lupus because the immune system is overreacting, okay? The erythrocyte sedimentation rate, the erythrocyte sedimentation rate, that is going to always be paired with what? Inflammation, basic inflammation. So in nursing, when, you're, when the doctor orders an ESR, then you already know, Maybe my patient has lupus or maybe they have rheumatoid arthritis and we're exploring these types of inflammatory conditions, okay? So we're going to see an increase in the ESR with lupus. CR, um, CRP, known as the C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein, we usually are talking about this sometimes in cardiology when we're talking about the heart or myocardial infarction, but C-reactive protein tells us another, it's another form of inflammation. Just, it, just is the patient having inflammation? All right. And so these are general, general clinical um, assessment factors that you need to be familiar with. The urinalysis. Well, the urinalysis will show the involvement of organs. So in your patient's urine, you can see how the organs are doing because there are certain things that are never supposed to be in urine. Remember, urine is a relatively clean liquid that comes out of your body. Urine is just like blood, okay? And what do blood and urine have in common compared to other fluids, okay? Compared to other fluids in the world, Urine and blood are very unique because when they come out of the body, it's, it's a word that starts with S. They are what? What's the S word? And this is why back in the day, some people drank urine. Um, or if you watch those shows where people are out in the woods for a long time and they don't have water and they start drinking their urine, the S word is, what is it? Ah, yes. Urine and blood are sterile. They're sterile fluids. And so that is extremely significant. Clinically, as a nurse, that's very important to you. Why is that very important? Why is it very important that urine remains sterile? And so I, I want you to answer that. Why do you care if your patient's urine is sterile or not? This is how we study content here. As you guys can see, I'm not doing any questions. No question bank. No question bank is featured on my content lectures because it's important for us to go through this information together 
without having assessment. We just need to talk about it. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Rules out infection. Yeah. I, and listen, I loved it. This is my favorite answer right here. I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. That's good. That's how you have to be. You have to be willing to say, hey, I'm here to learn. Okay. Um, yeah. So if it's not sterile, then there may be an infection. Okay. So when we look at urine, there should be nothing in urine. If I get a report and it says that my patient has glucose in their urine, they have glucose in their urine. Am I happy with that? Or is that a red flag? That's a red flag. What, what does that tell me? If my patient has glucose in their urine, what does that tell me? Mm, if my patient has glucose in their urine, um, the it, it is the same as the blood, like the blood that we get. I said blood is also sterile. So if my patient has, you know, an extreme amount of glucose in their blood, that's a red flag for me, but urine for sure. I should not have glucose in the urine of my patient, right? So yes, there's some sort of pancreatic process going on. Okay, diabetes mellitus is, is happening. Now, what is the indication if my patient has protein in the urine? Protein in the urine is very, very, very serious. What does it mean if our sterile urine is not sterile, but it has protein in it? And this is important as we talk about lupus, but you can also move protein in the urine to other conditions such as pregnancy, right? If your pregnant patient has protein in the urine, then what does that signify? And don't say kidney damage. I mean, yes, kidney damage, but there, but it's a bigger picture. I'm seeing a lot of renal issues, preeclampsia. Yes, preeclampsia, eclampsia, but what's the problem with the protein? What does it signify, particularly in lupus? Because we're talking about inflammation. So when a patient has protein in their urine, that protein is coming from a specific place. And it's not the kidneys, because remember, it's just the kidneys aren't able to filter out the protein, but that protein is coming from the breakdown of what? So I, I see it. Yes, that's what I was looking for. The muscles are breaking down. Yes, so you guys think about muscles. Muscles are protein. So when a patient has protein in the urine, then we know that the muscles are breaking down, which is why in preeclampsia or eclampsia, patient has protein in the urine, it's time to deliver that baby because the muscles now are being affected, okay? The organs, the muscles, they're starting to break down so you have protein in the urine. This is how you become a safe nurse by understanding content. It's such a difference. When, it's such a difference when you take your time and do the review appropriately. So how we got here, <laughs> how we got here is we were talking about the urinalysis in the patient with lupus. 
and how we are expecting sterile urine. Urine that's so clean, we could drink it if we have to, but we're not going to see that when there is widespread inflammation in the body because you're going to have issues of proteinuria. The organs are start to start to be inflamed. They're going to start to break down. Okay. Um, the creatinine and the renal function, we do need to see that. And the antibody panels, which we are expecting the antibody panels to be up because of the auto antibodies that are attacking our patient. So that's how it's monitored. Now, the goals of therapy for a client with lupus, there is not a cure. So it's it's about the uh, the management. Okay. This is a, a, something that we manage. And so we're going to try to achieve remission, low disease activity, prevent that organ damage in organ damage. We don't want that at all. Minimize drug toxicity. Drug toxicity is a thing because we are expecting to have to give several different types of medication in order to keep our patient ha having a certain quality of life. Okay. And so the medications will do that, improve the quality of life. There's also non-pharmacologic measures that we can take, preventative measures, drug therapy, incorporating exercise um, as well, rest and hydration. These are all things that you do that are non-pharmacological. Photo protection. I saw somebody with the teaching. If you put the teaching up before, put that teaching up again because you had said, um, teach the client to take walks before 10 a.m. and wear long sleeve shirts. And I really appreciated that because we do know that patients with lupus should not be exposed to the sun. And I always see the walks that they have kind of like, you know, the 5K runs and stuff for lupus. And I just hope that the actual patients are not out there doing those things. But, you know, that's just that's just me as a nurse. But yes, photo protection, sun protection, diet and nutrition is very important. Carbohydrates, proteins, those are going to be um, great sources of nutrition for our patients. Exercising, allowing them to exercise moderately, with weight-bearing exercising, stopping smoking always is going to be a part of healthy living. And then it is recommended that patients with lupus get immunized, get immunized, okay? Uh, what type of immunizations? The research that I did said influenza hepatitis B, what other ones am I missing? Um, influenza, hepatitis B. I was just reading it this morning. It's always the discretion of the patient, though. So we have to um, be very cautious at the level of lupus that a patient has. Because somebody with severe lupus, like one of the students said, we're, we, we're not going to want to give them... Um, anything that's going to attack their body. So um, any of the live vaccines, the oral polios, the MMRs, uh, that's a live vaccine. What's another live vaccine that I didn't mention? Pneumococcal, that's not live. Oral polio, MMR, there's one more that's live. What else? Not M... Um... I don't see it yet. Uh, varicella. 
Varicella is also live. Okay. Good job. Yeah. Our drug therapy is going to be um, hydroxychloroquine. Most people saw this. Um, this medication became so popular with COVID. Do you remember seeing about this hydroxychloroquine on the news? It was so controversial, whether it treated COVID, whether it was supposed to treat COVID, but it's given for lupus because it does help calm down the immune system. Apart from anything else that people say it does or how it's harmful or, you know, if it's good for COVID or not, we're not getting into that. But what we do want to know is that it helps to calm down and suppress your immune system. So that's why it's used for lupus. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Tracy says, I really appreciate the in-depth content you provide us. I need every detail possible. I've been out of school for a very long time. Okay. And, and that is the goal, Tracy. I'm glad you're here. I, I think for a, a lot of us, because nursing school was so fast or because it was so long ago, these clinical applications are really important for us to review. Okay. If we want to be successful, I, I definitely care about you guys passing NCLEX, but honestly, I care more about you being competent and safe nurses at the end of the day, like that, that's the goal. So if you can remember about lupus, if you can speak clearly about laboratory values, that was, that, that's like my main priority. That helps me sleep at night, okay? <laughs> Knowing that you guys know that the urine is sterile. That's it, all right? Um, NSAIDs, we give, of course, NSAIDs help with inflammation. They also help with pain. Prednisone, we give steroids, 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 because they help our body to overcome stress. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they help our, our body to overcome stress. Thank you for all the comments I'm seeing here. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Glucocorticoid sparing immunosuppressive agents. Yes, there are many forms of those. You don't have to know the specific medications. It's more important that you are able to predict the class of drug that your patient's going to be taking. Okay. Um, Bellumumad decrease antibodies. Yep. So we want to have medications. Um, Bellumumad is going to suppress the antibodies as well. Chemotherapy can also be given. Chemotherapy, as you guys know, also will suppress your immune system. So it really is the discretion of the physician, how they're going to treat their patient. Us as nurses, we're really there to empower the patients with knowledge. Because when the doctors come in, they're going to come in, they're going to talk very fast. Most patients are going to be like, yeah, I understand. Uh-huh. I got it. I got it. And then when the doctor leaves, they're going to ask the nurse, now, what did he say? What did he mean? And so, you know, as nurses, we have to cover our patients. Okay. Nursing considerations are these client monitoring. We're looking for immunodeficiencies in our patient that may have us, if our patient's immune system is suppressed, then they may require isolation. Um, and then um, adverse effects of this medication. Whew. We know if a patient's on steroids, 
if they're on immunosuppressants, if they're on chemotherapy, that is definitely going to be an, uh, some challenges that they're going to have to overcome. Skin protection, flare-up symptoms, and pain management. Those are some of our nursing considerations. Let's go into the questions right now, okay? Now, here it is, okay? A 32-year-old female, I want comments on the screen. A 32-year-old female was brought in the ED presenting fever, unexplainable fatigue, joint pains, and skin manifestations. The nurse knows that to determine the diagnosis of systemic lupus erythematosus, the specific antibody serum to be obtained is number one, anti-inflammation, two, photofactor factor, three, lupus anticoagulant, four, anti-Smith antibody. Hmm. Now, this is a content question. I only put this question on here because it is something I actually told y'all today. I just wanted to see if y'all were paying attention. And by the looks of it, from what I'm seeing, you guys were not paying attention to me because most of these answers on the screen are wrong. So I'm gonna give you opportunity to do it again. If you pick number one, you're wrong. You're wrong. You did wrong. Pick the right answer, please. <laughs> okay. So it's not number one, but I, I put that on there as a distractor and y'all fell for it. Correct answer is reorienting yourself, reorienting yourself. Correct answer. Hey, let me, while, while you guys are refiguring out the right answer, Remar Nurse University starts May 29th at 8 p.m. If you have not signed up for it, do so remarnersuniversity.com forward slash RNU. Make that your business because we will be giving out the workbook very soon. And I need you guys to print that out. Okay. Correct answer is indeed POW number four. It was the anti-Smith antibody. Yeah, that one was specific for uh, lupus. Serological findings are important, suggesting the possibility of lupus with some antibodies. The anti-double-stranded diroxy ribonucleic acid, Whew, can't believe I said that, um, anti-DSDNA and anti-Smith are highly associated with this condition. That was a slide, guys. All right, let's try this one again. Two, oh, this is good. To confirm a client with suspected systemic lupus erythematosus, which of the following specialists should the nurse coordinate with? This is clinical judgment here a neurologist, a hematologist, a rheumologist, or an orthopedic surgeon? Ah, I like this question. I like it, this one. Yep. Interdisciplinary team. Who would you expect to follow this patient clinically? All right, I'm not even gonna keep y'all long. I'm not even gonna keep y'all long. I see the answers on the screen. Correct answer is number three, the rheumatologist, because rheumatology speaks to autoimmune conditions. All right, like rheumatoid arthritis. And so we know this is an autoimmune condition. That's why content is so important, guys. Content is so important here. Next question is this, bam. The nurse is caring for a client with a lupus flare-up with joint pain, fever, and flank pain. Your analysis revealed protein urea. 
which, oh, with the presenting symptoms, which nursing action should be included in the plan of care? One, reposition client every two hours. Two, provide seizure precaution. Three, monitor fluid input and output. Four, monitor blood pressure every 15 minutes. What do you say? Mm. We talked heavily about proteinuria, but were you able to make the connection of why that is important or what does that mean for you? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are picking number three. I see. Number three is right. Okay. Um, so we talked about muscle breakdown. We also talked about the kidneys not being able to filter out that protein, which can be causing some nephritis, lupus nephritis. Kidney function must be monitored through fluid intake and output evaluation. So fluids, fluids, fluids are going to determine how well the kidneys are functioning. And see, so, and this is why I stress content over questions. Because if I just started giving you all these questions at the beginning of this segment, that would not do anything for us. It would just make us feel like we didn't know a lot of stuff. And that's not true. It's always better to do content first and then your questions. Content and then questions. Good job. Clients with systemic lupus erythematosus are given medication to reduce inflammation. Which drug therapy is not given as a long-term use since it can cause drug-induced diabetes and bone weakening? Number one, prednisone. Two, NSAIDs. Three, velamumad. Four, antimalarials. Come on. And the reason why I love this question, because you don't even got to know about lupus to get this one right. You're given the answer in the question. Do you see that? Does everybody see that? You're given the answer in the question. I love pharmacology like this because that means that it's really not about the condition at all. Some people, if you had not studied lupus, you would be thinking, oh my goodness, what is lupus? How, how do I, uh, what are the magnification? This is not about lupus at all. It gave you the answer. Yep, you have the answer. The answer is prednisone. And it gave you the clue because what? Prednisone is a steroid. We know steroids inc increase the blood glucose levels. So steroids can cause a hyperglycemic condition. So even if you didn't know, some people would be like, oh my goodness, what is Bellamumad? What is antimalarial? Forget that. You don't even need to know that to answer this question because you know that steroids cause hyperglycemia, period. Even if you weren't sure about the bone weakening, you got enough to answer the question there, right there. So don't second guess yourself. Don't get caught up on the distractors. Sometimes the beautiful thing about NCLEX is that they give you the answer. All right, don't get crazy. Follow me, never lose me. Correct answer is prednisone. Steroids such as prednisone are given to quickly manage inflammation. However, long-term use can lead to thinner bones, osteoporosis, poorly controlled diabetes, eyesight problems, and hypertension. 
All right, here we go. A client is having a migraine headache secondary to lupus, and they're receiving immunosuppressive therapy. Which of the following health teachings is appropriate? Number one, using sun blocking agents. Two, avoiding ultraviolet rays. Three, avoiding large crowds. Four, fluid restriction of one liter per day. Oh, this is another one. Mm, 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 mm. This is another one that the answer is literally in the stem of the question. Don't miss it. The thing about NCLEX is that more than one answer can always be right. Listen to me very carefully, guys. More than one answer can always be right. So you need to pick the answer that is addressing the specific thing you are being asked. Nothing else. We don't care if it's right in general. Is it right for this question? Is it right for this question? Let's look at the question again. Some of y'all need to change y'all answers. Client, they're having a migraine headache, okay? Anyways, that's not even the point. It's not the migraine headache. We don't, we're not caring about that. What are we caring about? They're receiving what? Immunosuppressive therapy. Address the answer that speaks to immunosuppression of your client. Address that problem right now. Nothing else that you have studied matters in this moment. Okay, address the issue that's in front of you. That's how people fail NCLEX. That, that is how, when, when you are giving answers that do not apply to the current clinical topic, you're not a safe nurse, okay? And so I see a lot of people picking an answer that is related to lupus, but it's not related to what we're talking about. And if you just look at the comments, you can see a lot of people have picked it. The correct answer was number three, avoiding the crowds. That is the health teaching that is appropriate, okay? It's the one that's appropriate. Too many people pick two. And I remember we did talk about how the sun affects lupus patients. But that doesn't make sense here. That doesn't make sense here. It doesn't have anything to do with the sun at this point, right? We're talking about immunosuppression. So large crowds directly relates to that. You guys have to be so careful when you're taking NCLEX. Take the NCLEX in front of you, not the one in your mind. The one in your mind doesn't count. And we do that. We read too much into the questions and we end up answering stuff that we're not even being asked. All right. Large crowds are an issue for somebody who has immunosuppression because a large crowd of people, there's a greater possibility that somebody in that crowd has COVID. Somebody in that crowd has ammonia. Somebody in, in that crowd has influenza. So if your immune system is not cool, you don't need to be out in Walmart. You don't need to go to the county fair, okay? You need to be home isolated. So that's why, all right? That's why. Um, 
winning Wednesdays and Monday motivations are important for you to come and be able to process NCLEX questions in a safe environment. All right. Safe environments for nursing students are usually not in isolation. <laughs> usually not alone. Sometimes it's good to be alone. When you take NCLEX, you will absolutely be alone. You have to take it alone. But during your study time, it's good for you to come to things like this. This should absolutely be part of your routine on your journey. So if you're in my V2 program, if you're taking my course, I still want you to come to these lectures because it's an opportunity for you and me to, you know, vibe together. You can ask me questions in real time. We had a lot of great questions tonight. Uh, four out of five, five out of five. Okay. Two out of five. That's okay. Especially if it's your first time. You're not really sure how we do things here. This is what we do. All right. We make sure that we're all on one accord. So by the end of the lesson, all minds are clear. And you know that um, this topic, lupus, you've studied it. All right. So we will be doing this. We'll be doing actually more in-depth than this for Remar Nurse University. Okay, guys. So if you have not signed up for Remar Nurse University, Let's do that, all right? Because every Monday, and what's going to happen is kind of like how I did seven days of NCLEX during Christmas time for Remar Nurse University, um, you're going to get a MAR like this that we will be going over every night. And you're going to have your patient and you're going to have medications and we'll look at lab values. And that will be what we will do during Remar Nurse University. Okay, so RNU will be that. And I am focusing on, I'm focusing on the topics from my book, Quick Facts for NCLEX. So those of you who have this book, I wrote the case studies right from here for the most part. Um, and then what else did I do? The medications um, were from here. Okay. Oh, shout out. <laughs> you passed. Hi, Regina. I passed my NCLEX on April 20th, 2023. <laughs> Thank you so much. You are amazing teacher. Absolutely. I'm so glad you got your book. Um, that's amazing. You can get this book from remarnurse.com, okay, uh, as well. Get this book from remarnurse.com. Also, it, Amazon also has this book. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive on Amazon. So it just you can just go to my website if you want to get it. You should get it in about five days. Anybody that orders this book tonight, you will have it before Remarners University starts. So we'll be doing all of our patient scenarios from this book. Also, um, I'm doing on Winning Wednesdays. So on Winning Wednesdays, we're going to do a game night every night for cash prize. And we will be going through this book. So Monday, we'll do this together at 8 p.m. We'll do these together. Wednesday night at 9 p.m., we're going to do game night and we're going to do 10 pages. The first 10 pages of quick facts will be that first week. And so we'll just be answering questions for prizes. Whoever gets the highest score will get a cash prize, probably $100, something like that. And it'll be the first 10 pages of quick facts. So you got to know it. And then the next Wednesday, every Wednesday during R&U, we're going to do Kahoot game night. And we're just going to go over questions for this. So the person that knows the answers the fastest will get the prize, cash prize. Probably 50, 150, and then $25. All 
That's probably what I'll do. This book is for RN and PN. R and U will be for RN and PN. Okay, I'm keeping it very general. The um, the winning Wednesday Kahoot will come from the, the next gen version. So for example, I, I did some last night. No, it was two nights ago. What was the question that I asked from here? Oh, okay, so here was the question. Patients with acid reflux should remain upright for how many minutes after a meal, according to Quick Facts, all right? So put the answer down. You'll be able to put that answer down first um, and get points for it. What was another thing that I had asked y'all? Oh, patients with type A blood are compatible with what other type bloods? Type A can receive blood from what other ones? Things like that, okay? So I just went through quick facts, pulled out questions, and then we're going to um, put them in a game form, Kahoot, like we usually do. So that's RNU. It's coming up May 29th. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be challenging. I promise I won't keep you guys long, probably about an hour. Game nights probably will be about 30 minutes. So not too bad, not too bad, but it's all to get you in a habit of studying and knowing your information. The NCLEX is five hours, so you have to be ready for it, okay? Uh, my number, somebody asked for it, is right here. Text me the word NCLEX first, 855-696-0132, okay? 855-696-0132. Also, now is the time to sign up for... Oh, now is the time to just subscribe. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the YouTube channel because you're going to get alerts when I go live for RNU. We'll also be leaving RNU up for you guys to watch the replays of RNU if you missed it. So it will be on the YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube channel for that. What else? What other questions do you have? That's it. We studied lupus today. Almost an hour whew, of content. Okay, uh, so that was that was fun. Watch the replay of it, guys. I'm gonna get out of here. I have I have a lot to do. So sign up for Remarners University. It's happening. It's really happening. All right, um, remarners.com forward slash R N U. All right, that's how you sign up for it. I'll see you guys later. Bye bye.